This is episode 154 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to share how to stop binging cycles. If that's you and you need help, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. This is a great moment. I wouldn't be any happier right now if I was skinnier, if my body looked different. It's truly been a beautiful process. This has been life-changing, and I am really grateful that I didn't wait another year. If you think that you're going to come into this and lose 20 pounds and eat perfectly for the rest of your life, then it's the wrong thing. But if you think you're going to come into this and have a life-changing experience, then it's worth every penny and more. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is the result of a lifelong journey in searching for my solution. All along, the solution was right there in front of me. And it's also right there for you, inside of you. You just want to eat normally, have a normal body, perhaps weigh less. You're looking for the solution to eat less, stop overeating, perhaps binging, maybe stop the endless desire to eat what is forbidden, the sugar craving, and you keep searching, searching for the answer as to why your body doesn't want to collaborate with you, and you've tried it all. Willpower, discipline, mental strength, over-exercising, all the diet, while shaming yourself and your body in hope that it would give you what you so desperately desire. What I desired the most, I thought, was weight loss, but really what I wanted was to fit in, to be accepted, to be loved, to be happy unconditionally. What I didn't realize during the 25 years of dieting was that suffering was not necessary. That the answer was right there inside of me. But I refused to see it and accept it because it didn't fit with what I was told the solution was. The Going to Beyond the Food Academy is a 14-week journey towards creating and discovering your own solution. Think of it as the university-level course that will teach you what you need to know to finally get what you desire the most. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a lifetime program that will show you what you need to heal why you eat because that's the real issue and will teach you a new way of engaging with food from a place of intuition resulting in a brand new way of how to eat. The outcome of the Going Beyond the Food Academy is what you eat becomes normal, easy, and simple. Ditching dieting and becoming a normal eater. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself, be empowered by me as your teacher in our amazing community to make the change you know 
you need to make. Head over to stephaniedodze.com slash academy right now. So the academy has helped me figure out, like you said, feel it, don't fight it. Actually know that if I feel my feelings, I'm going to survive. It's going to be okay. I can sit with those and nothing bad is going to happen to me. Hey ladies, Stephanie Dozier here, and today's episode is actually based on a conversation that I had two days ago with one of you, and you know who you are. We are currently in the midst, well, not at the midst, almost at the end of our last opening registration for the Going Beyond the Food Academy in 2018. So if you're listening this live, today is... Thursday, September 6th, and we're closing registration tomorrow night, September 7th, Friday. We've had a number of questions about payment plans, so we do have a payment plan available. So if you're listening to this live and you want some financial support to help you make this possible for you, it is there. The other question we're getting is, so when are you going to reopen the door in 2019? We haven't decided of the date because I've got another big project that I'm going to be starting in November that I cannot tell you about right now that's going to impact when I'll be able to open the academy in 2019. But here's one thing that we know it's going to be somewhere around end of January, February 2019, and it's going to be at a higher price because we're going to do a bunch of upgrades between now and January and give more support, improve technology, improve content. So price is going to go up in 2019. It's currently at a fairly low price in the industry at 697. So I know for some of you, that's a difficult topic about finances. I'm not going to extend over that, but I just want you to know I want to be completely transparent with you of what's going to happen in 2019. So all that to say that I have been doing this week, I've like purposely left my calendar open to do a lot of discovery calls, like quick consultation with some of you wanting to join us in the academy and not being sure if that's the right program for you. So we call that discovery call, which by the way, if you're listening live and you need to get on the phone with me before the end of day Friday, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or a Facebook messages, and then we'll send you the private link for you to be able to set up that call with me. I expect to be busy tomorrow. So It's always at the last minute that people are the, oh my God, I need some help. So anyway, I was having one of those conversations with one of you who listened to the podcast and struggle with binging cycle. She's not a diagnosed binge eater, which by the way, the intention of this episode is not to address diagnosed condition. It's about the women out there that go through cycle of overeating on all the forbidden food, and then go back onto their eating plan, their diet, their food philosophy, until the next time where they overeat on all the forbidden food or overeat altogether. We'll explain that in the topic of the podcast here, but that's the intention and who this podcast is for. So I was having a conversation with one of you about that. 
And I'm not going to disclose everything, but what I was asking the lady is how much pain is this cycling of overeating and undereating and dieting and food philosophy? She was somebody from the keto world, keto for like a month and a half and then binge on all the carbs and then keto and binge on all the carbs and keto. And she's been fluctuating like this for almost two years. And I said, how much pain is that causing you? And in her head, the first time I said pain, she says, well, I'm not sick of anything. I said, well, but pain is not just physical. How much mental pain and an emotional pain is that causing you? And she starts laughing. She says, well, it's all like I go through a cycle of hating myself, that I become unproductive, then I become semi-depressed. And then we went through all the pain. So ask yourself, like, how much pain does your binging cycle are causing you? And I'm not just talking about a distended stomach. I'm talking about everything else in your life that goes onto the roller coaster of those binge cycles, including your self-worth, including your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your physical relationship with your partner. Because when we get out of a binge cycle, I know for me, don't feel pretty, right? Don't feel attractive. Don't feel sexy. I hate me in every single aspect of me physically, emotionally, mentally. It's a roller coaster of how we engage with life completely, right? So never underestimate beyond financial. And I did an episode, two episodes ago about finances and the cost and what we should consider with costs of our food behavior. So go back and check that out. I think it's 151 or 150. And so I would recommend that you do that if the whole cost is like blurry in your life, in your head, sorry. But definitely binging cycle are costing us. The question is for us, how much do we value our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, our spiritual well-being beyond money and financial. So that's one thing I want to keep you in mind. The other thing is, as I do with everything, my opinion and my view on binging cycle differs dramatically from what you see out on Mr. Google, right? So I want you to stay open, be what I call coachable. So I ask from all my students and all my program to stay coachable, meaning to keep an open mind because you don't know what you don't know. So likely what I'm going to share today is going to trigger some of you because it's like, what do you mean? Like, that's not what I hear everywhere. So I want you to keep open. If I hit a nerve and you think that can help you, I've got further support that you can go seek. So I've got a podcast 54 that I've linked in the show notes. So stephaniedozi.com slash 153 with Dr. Carolyn Russ, who's an integrative medical doctor, board certified on overeating and binge eating. That's her entire career has been spent in that field. So you can go and listen to 54. And I also link to an article that I wrote on binge eating. The content of the rest of the episode is actually an extract of one of our ongoing program called Claim Your Food Freedom. So for those who may not know, We do have the academy that opens at certain time of the year and closes. 
where Claim Your Food Freedom program is an ongoing program you can take that does not require me being there. It's a lower price point program. And it's, in this case, Claim Your Food Freedom is a 21-day journey to release emotional block that drive the food behavior, in this case, emotional eating. That's where most women struggle with. So we definitely talk about emotional eating, but for many women that suffer from emotional eating, we also engage in binge cycle behavior. So this is one of the lesson on the module of binge and overeating. So I'm taking a small extract from Claim Your Food Freedom program, and that's what I'm going to share today. So for those who are part of Claim Your Food Freedom, that's module four, lesson one that we're going to in part cover here. For those that are curious, Claim Your Food Freedom program has four modules all covering how to engage with food in another way than emotional eating. So we talk about recognizing our patterns. So we have a tracking system to recognize what emotion and what triggers in your life engages you with emotional eating. Then we talk about how emotion happens in the brain, all neuroscience-based. And then we give you a tool called Crave Cure Formula to ride the wave of your emotion. Module three is all about eating when hungry and stopping with full. We talk about appetite. We scale it. We have exercise for you to understand your own appetite. And then module four is all about overeating and binge behavior. So before we get into this, I want to foreshadow here and warn everyone, this is not about the diagnosed condition of binge eating disorder. If you suffer from binge eating disorder, you have to refer to medical support or seek medical advice. Today, we're going to talk about the behavior that many women encounter without being diagnosed, the behavior of overeating forbidden food, whatever that is in your world, overeating food in general, hiding to overeat food, hiding from your environment that it is your partner, your work environment to eat food. My approach is a non-victimization approach. It's an empowering approach. And for an approach to be empowering, it needs to have a solution that's within your control. So the solution I'm going to propose to you today is completely within each of you's power. If you're looking for blaming something outside of you as a way of healing your binge cycle, blaming processed food, blaming sugar, blaming what people did to you. This is not the right podcast. So might as well end recording or hand listening here and moving forward. I'm going to teach you how that happens in your brain. How does the brain decide that we're going to overeat on food? What triggers this behavior within your brain based on neuroscience? Where does it come from? and also what to do about it, not to trigger the binge cycle and all the solution are within you. So let's get started by defining what is binge eating. So binge eating in the context of a medical condition is a pattern of disordered eating, which consists of episode of uncontrollable eating. It's a common symptom of eating disorder like binge eating disorder or bulimia nervosa. During binges, a person rapidly consume an excessive quantity of food. That's the medical definition of binge eating. 
what we want to refer to here is any episode where particularly for us as a community, we eat forbidden food in large quantity. Large being over the amount of what you're typically would engage with in that behavior, right? So understanding that, I'm going to move in to talking about what happens in our brain just before we engage with binge eating or overeating of forbidden food. What you need to understand is that our brain is a organ that has allowed the human species, our species, to evolve. So it's a very profound organ that pretty much decide of everything else that happens in your body, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And it's a very complex organ. But there's one part of our brain called the reptilian brain that is also called primal brain. Some people in a pathology or biology background will say the brain stem which literally is the stem of your brain at the back of your head. And that is your survival brain. That is the part of your brain that allowed our species to evolve to where we are today. This brain is, in the context of the rest of our brain, very simplistic in which it operates on two emotions, pleasure and pain. So, it seeked activity, substances, connection. It seek us to want pleasure. Now, we can link to that the whole addiction, reward system, but we're going to refrain today to say that as a human, we're seeking pleasure. So that part of our brain scans all the time your environment to find pleasurable things and engages you in wanting pleasurable things. And the opposite of that, it scans your environment to avoid pain or avoid painful situation, event, or people. So when we scan our environment, we find something pleasurable, we're going to want it. And then when we have in our brain that something is painful, we're going to fear it, we're going to have anxiety, we're going to have doubts, etc. right? Another way of explaining that is that your brain wants you to stay within your comfort zone. So the survival brain, the reptilian brain, wants you to stay where there is no danger. Because when you are in your comfort zone, you are not at risk. There's no danger. There's no threat. Your brain knows everything that is happening around you and can control everything. And it feels comfortable. So we're going to call this for the rest of the podcast, your survival brain, your survival brain. When it comes to food as a very simplistic view, feast or famine, right? We're going to feast we're going to have food or we're going to be in a state of famine where, which we don't want to be into, right? That's painful. That's fear. That's risk. 
So you may have heard or referred to the feast or famine brain or the feast or famine point of view of the brain on eating. So it scans around and it sees food and it wants you to have food. Now there's other part of the brain that engage into fullness and hunger, but we're not going to go there. Feast or famine. Now this is where it gets really important, right? Our brain, when it sees a potentiality for famine, aka either no food or restriction of food, it sees danger. So when we restrict food and we say to our brain, yeah, I see the food there, but I cannot have it. Multiple reason, each one of you have control of calories, control of macros, control of food group, whatever. It's irrelevant. You're saying it's there. I see it. It's in the fridge. It's in the grocery store. It's in the restaurant, but you cannot have it. You impose a restriction. Your brain shifts into famine. And what does it do? It engages you into wanting it more, right? It engages you in craving the food, in obsessing about the food until Your willpower, your diet mindset, your restriction mindset, your self-discipline runs out, which been demonstrated by science that willpower is a limited resources. I've talked about that many times, right? So until your willpower, your strength, your self-discipline runs out, and then you go into feasting. I'm going to take a pause here, recap a little bit, because... That's critical that you understand that so that when I present the solution, you understand why I present that solution. Survival brain, brainstem, two modes, seek pleasure, avoid pains, engages with food, feasting, or famine. When you set up rules in that conscious part of your brain, you engage into restriction, right, of any type volume, calories, food group, the brain stem, the survival brain engages into wanting to feast. You control those urges, those desire with willpower, mental strength, self-discipline until willpower, mental strength, self-discipline runs out. Then you go into a full-on feasting, aka binge cycle. So for all of you who have been desiring to lose weight, engage in controlling food, and have gone through the on and off wagon, that's why. That is not you being broken. That's not you not having enough willpower, self-discipline, is you living the human being life. That's how your brain is programmed to work. Your brain is programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, feast, or famine. It's programmed for those reactions, and it's programmed that willpower will not last forever, right? This is all normal processes of the human species and the brain of the human. There's nothing broken with you. The problem is your approach to food, 
the quote-unquote relationship to food. So when I talk about relationship to food, I talk about how you engage with food, right? So the whole process behind Claim Your Food Freedom or the Academy is to change that relationship. So if you continue to restrict for all the good reason or all the bad reason, you will continue to have cycle of binges, right? So what is the solution to binge cycle? Is to not restrict, is to actually engage with food from a place of non-restriction. So you don't engage the feast of famine mindset. Now, I know some of you are freaking out right now. They're saying, oh my God, what am I going to do if I can't restrict, right? If I can't self-impose restriction, then I'm going to blow up like a balloon I'm going to gain a whole bunch of weight and my life will end. I know some of you think like that because that was my way of thinking. This is the piece about mindset, girls. Okay? This is a whole other part. Why do you think like that? Why do you think that if you don't restrict, you will go into binge cycle? And you will blow up like a balloon and your life will end. That is a mindset component. That is looking through life with the lenses, with the pair of glasses of inadequacy, of being broken, of I'm not good enough, of lack, right? It's assuming the worst all the time. And I bet you if you're thinking like that, You're not only thinking like that in the realm of food and body. If I was to work with you one-on-one and ask you questions about the rest of your life, I would quickly find out that this pair of glasses that you wear, you wear it through hall of life. Your relationship, your work, your friends, everything. So that's a side conversation about the mindset piece, about changing the way you engage with life. If you engage from a place of lack, then for sure, if I say to you, you have to stop restricting food, you're going to go down to the place of overeating, gaining a whole bunch of weight, being miserable, your life will end, you won't fit in your clothes, you'll stay in your house and life will end. But on the other end, if you have a positive mindset, a place of growth and abundance, you're going to say, ha, there's other people who live like this right? There's other people who don't restrict and don't binge. So it has to be possible, right? So how can I make it happen in my life? How can I learn from people who don't binge and don't restrict and don't overeat? And how can I be like them? What can I learn from them? And how can I not binge and not restrict? Because I know when I restrict, that's when I binge. Right? That is a, I want to grow, I want to be a better version of myself type of mindset. So to heal the binge it requires you changing your mindset and changing the pair of glasses that you decide to wear on a day-to-day basis. So if you're still with me and you say, okay, there's a possibility because not everybody's on a diet, right? Look around you. Like how many women around you just live life with food without obsessing about food. Now, pause here. 
if I come back to the person with whom I had a discovery call, she'd been in the keto community, the hardcore podcast science community on Facebook, on podcasts, on YouTube. So she felt that her entire life was revolving around restriction because that's how she and her entourage was set up, right? So part of the solution is to pull back from some of this stuff, like stop listening to the podcast, stop listening to YouTube and re-engage with your friends and your family and, I don't know, a good comedy show to just disengage with what's creating the obsession for you, right? And re-engage with, quote-unquote, normal other people and then see that for many people, there is no need for restriction. And when they don't restrict, they don't engage that part of their brain that's going to lead them to binge eating. So here's another piece of advice for you. If you're there and you're following me and like, oh my God, that's a huge step. Here's what I want you to think about. And that's what I said to this lady. We all have an internal nutritionist. We were all born with this gift, with this innate wisdom of what we should, shouldn't eat, what is good for us, what is not good for us, how much to eat, when to eat. That I call it in my world and my programs, your internal nutritionists. That's what the quote unquote normal people live from. They tap into their internal nutritionists to know what to eat, when to eat it. And they just carry on with life, tapping into this intuitive part of themselves. And then food is a non-issue. It's a non-obsession because they just tap in, get the answer, and then engage with food. And then they're done and they're moving on with their life. You all have this. The problem is, for most of us in this community, we've dieted for so long. And dieting is the opposite of our internal nutritionist, right? It's the control from the outside on what to eat, quantity, type, macros, whatever. We seek external control on food instead of our internal control, which is our internal nutritionist. So we kind of slowly killed our internal nutritionist. It's still there because it never goes away, but we need to revive it. We need to do CPR on our internal nutritionist and slowly re-engaging with our internal nutritionist, trusting our internal nutritionist. I like to think it's a she because we're all women. We like to revive her, embrace her, like show her that we trust her through experiences and re-engagement with food with a different behavior. And then she's going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and take back the control that she knows she can have when it comes to food. But to do that, we cannot do that and keep dieting, right? we got to kind of ditch the dieting and the restriction to allow this beautiful thing inside of us to be revived. And that's what's called in my world, conscious eating. Conscious eating is a way to become reacquainted with your internal nutritionists, right? How do you do that? Well, it's re-engaging with your own self in a different way, right? Trusting you. What a big concept, right? Trusting you. 
When was the last time you trusted yourself, especially when it comes to food or exercise? When is the last time you trusted you? Trusting you mean trusting your internal nutritionists, right? We were all given that because think about this. The concept of dieting, right? The word diet to begin with got created in the sense of restriction dieting in 1850. So 170 years ago, and it stayed within labs till about the early 1900. And then as time progressed till about the forties and the fifties, then it became a trend to diet, to restrict food in an effort to lose weight and be thinner. That's when the female body became popularized as being thinner, going on a diet. So, but here's the thing, as a species, human species, we have been alive for, depending on your belief, 50,000 years, 100,000 years, millions of years. How did we engage with food before the early 1900? We engage with food with our internal nutritionist, ladies, with that gift that we were all born with because the concept of dieting didn't even existed. So we couldn't diet. It didn't exist. We ate what was around us until we were full and then that was the end of it until we became hungry and then we ate again. The problem of our distorted engagement with food comes from restriction and dieting and the whole neuroscience and brain mechanism that I just explained to you. So what's the solution to ending the binging cycle is reviving your internal nutritionist by letting go of restriction and re-engaging into trusting yourself. Big project, right? That's why we have the Academy, which is a 12-week program, because re-engaging and trusting you is a a task, right? You can do it on your own, but you have to start from that place and then trusting yourself in all aspects of life and re-engaging with yourself and knowing that intuitively you want the best for yourself and you are capable of making the best decisions for yourself. So that's the solution to stopping binge eating or binging cycle, again, from a non-diagnosis, non-medical perspective. I hope it helped you at least understand what goes on in your binge cycle. For some of you that are ready to take the next step, then apply some of the principle that I taught you and go on into rekindling a relationship with yourself of trust. For the other one, then you can come and seek help from us. And that's what we teach. We teach how to re-engage with yourself, right? So I hope it helped you. I know that you're capable of making the change. And part of being capable of making the change is intelligent knowledge, like knowing what goes on inside of you. You can't change what goes on inside of you if you don't know. So that's what I gave you today is that intelligent knowledge of how your body function. And then it's an experiential learning. It's you going out with this knowledge and then starting to apply and making different choices 
And then with time, ending those cycle and rekindling your internal nutritionist. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that it will serve you. If it did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on iTunes or on your listening device that you have right now, or shoot me a DM and tell me how the episode helped you if it did help you. We have a great show coming up on the next episode. We have released a bunch of bonuses over the last number of episodes. We're going back to once a week. And the next episode is going to be about the impact of body image struggle on your eating behavior. So how do you engage with your body? Most people struggling engage with a place of shame. So how does body shaming impact your desire to eat? It will be very interesting. So I hope to see you there. In the meantime, know that I love you and I'm looking forward to see you on the next episode. Do you eat for other reason than hunger? Maybe eating because you are stressed, frustrated, bored, or because you think you deserve it. I struggled with craving, overeating, and even binging on healthy food, no matter what diet I was on. Keto, paleo, organic, whole food, nothing stopped it. And maybe you feel the same. Tired of dieting, over-exercising, and yet another fad program. Or maybe you're overeating and binging and wish you could just be a normal eater. I thought I was alone. I was sick and tired of being a victim of my food urges. Who wouldn't be? Do you feel stuck with your eating and body right now? I want you to know one thing. You are not alone. You aren't broken. If food hasn't been going the way you've planned, know this. It is not your fault. Sadly, most women keep repeating the cycle of yo-yo dieting because they rely on old strategy like restriction, discipline, and the worst one of all, willpower. Perhaps you believe in eating more intuitively and would love to trust yourself around food, but are afraid of trying because honestly, you just don't trust yourself or worse, you've tried before and you fail. So that's why I want to peel back the curtain and show you exactly how I changed my relationship to food and the one of my client going from overeating, binging and emotional eating to food freedom. And quite frankly, it is completely different from anything you've heard before. Claim Your Food Freedom is a 21-day journey to dissolve the hidden blocks, the emotional blocks that keep you stuck and finally stop sabotaging yourself with food. Claim Your Food Freedom is a four-step mapping process that will take you from where you are now to food freedom. You see, everything will change the moment you are willing to see beyond the food and understand why you eat. It's about transforming why and how you eat so what you eat becomes easy, natural, and peaceful. Health, well-being, self-confidence, satisfaction, and success are all byproduct of you looking beyond the food to unlock your food freedom. Plus, I'll coach you on specific roadblock that may get in the way 
from you being free from food. Probably the things that made you fail before. The constant hate on your body, the all or nothing attitude, aka perfectionism, fear of failure or even shame. And lastly, time management. If you are ready to step into a new version of yourself that eat normally and is at peace with food and maybe even your body, head over to www.claimyourfoodfreedom.com and I'll see you on the other side.